0: because it's just taking three things that you know and see in everyday life putting it in a humorous way
1: so Wait, do you mean? just say you think your work is humorous? It's humorous
0: <laughs> ah. it's like <laughs> quite ha <laughs> funny right? It's like it's no, popcorn, I mean, then it's tea, like quite <laughs> funny right?
1: Hi guys, Annette here and welcome to Becoming Friends With This is a show where I invite you guys to come down and join me in becoming friends with a very special guest so today, we're very socially distant, unfortunately, but you know, it's still going to be a very fun day. And today, for our very first official episode, we have local designer and sculptor, Lim Shen, also known as Timmy Shimi. Yay!
0: Thanks
1: for having me. So for those of you who are watching this and you haven't heard of Timmy Shimi right, so she's actually a local sculptor and definitely the most polarising local sculptor I would say because she's made waves not just locally but internationally with her very hyper realistic creepy but cute sculptures. But today you know we're going to get to know the artists behind all these crazy works. So right off the bat, I'm just going to ask a question on behalf of the people who are tuning in and do not know your work what is something you would say to somebody whose first reaction is ill? i think the thing about social media is that it's just so difficult to censor or like filter what
0: really comes to you and i know that my work is not always comforting to people who look at it so part of me is like i don't really blame them for feeling that way but then choosing to express it and to hurt the people who like them i think that's a different case i do feel that it is okay to have a very emotional and instinctive response to my work that is not positive but choosing to be unkind with the words is a little bit like okay maybe you should just move on
1: so do you usually respond to your haters?
0: nowadays i don't i feel that there are people out there who would try to change the minds of others but i feel that like regarding my works it is also valid like there is nothing wrong with the way we think and it is not my responsibility to change the way we think so i think that we should be open about people who disagree with you so it doesn't really affect you I think it's only when it gets really bad or when it starts to spread ideas that it's not about my work. Usually the people who hate on my work and come onto my Instagram to hate on it, they probably encountered my works in a fake news context.
1: Oh is it what kind of fake news? So I do
0: have like my work spreading in general chrome, so it's basically like all these pedophile rings, like conspiracy theories, all these things out there, and they associate my works with it. I feel like if you are a person that reads real news, you will just find this completely unbelievable but for people who Live in the environment. To them, it's very believable. Like all these conspiracy theories. So they will come onto my Instagram already hating me for things that I'm not guilty of. Um, And I think when that happens, then I would have to delete these comments because I think these comments would be sort of dangerous to people who have not. Really encounter all of these things. As much as I believe in free speech and stuff, but it's still my Instagram, so I have a little bit of control over that. Yeah, I think sometimes it's a nice balance between doing what I'm comfortable with and protecting my own mental health, but still giving people that space to express Yeah, ourselves. true.
1: You know, I actually watched like a documentary yeah. where you were talking about work then like it showed you like making the artwork and everything. And there was this hate comment. I was just like, "Is it real babies?" I'm like, "There's literally a shot of her sculpting it." Like, Speaking of letting people interpret the work however they like, because I read that every time people ask you like, oh, what's the meaning behind your work? You know, you always say that there's no meaning. And my question is, <laughs> why you don't want just smoke some reason, you know, like oh it's about the fragility of life. The honest
0: answer is that usually when I create my art, it's sort of like visceral right like it's a very visual kind of using two elements sort of familiar in life but then once you mesh it together and create a juxtaposition it becomes really strange I think for me that is my approach to creating works and I don't really come from the perspective where I'm working with a societal issue an issue that troubles my society it's a very visual approach. Because of that, I feel that there is no need to pretend that there's something more to it. But I think what is really the beauty of it is that when people look at these things, they start to see a lot more than what I actually intend to create. So it was only after I see, oh people are actually seeing a lot more than what I can say about it and I sort of realised that my work becomes more powerful because of this dialogue. I feel that if I say, it's almost like giving an answer sheet. It's like once it comes from the artist herself or himself, then everyone else who doesn't think like the artist is wrong yeah, um, yeah. and I don't like that You I don't want, want any
1: right or wrong exactly.
0: in Even like for these um, people who you know sort of think that my art is um, satanic there is a way that they are responding to it that is not that I can understand it but it, it is their right to sort of like see in that way I guess it's fine, la. I don't have to pretend to be more intellectual than,
1: I, than, my, <laughs> than my art actually is. No, so I was actually speaking with Tishan just now because you're also a full-time designer. So maybe you can share a little bit more about... You almost think that your design work has more meaning than your art. Because a lot of people often think that if you're an artist, then your day
0: job is basically your bread butter. Your aspiration is to quit that awful day job and then, you know, become a full-blown artist. But for me, it's sort of different. why so, so I work as an experienced designer, what I do is like very utilitarian, um service user-centered sort of design. So they're not like the pretty graphics or like very, very sexy looking like, like robot design yeah. and motion graphics. Like that's not what I do. Like what I do is like talking to people and then understanding their needs and then designing with it. So I think they are really so vastly different and I think they're fulfilling and I love them for very, very different reasons. I always say that if I were to purely just do art, that it will be a part of me that will be missing because I can make all these things that satisfy me. But then after that, it's like so. What like what does it do for society? What does it do for people? How many people can actually understand and appreciate it? Whereas like design is a little bit more of a you are designing for like to impact the better of society. I feel that like there is a need to balance both of that along.
1: Actually, right, I knew Tishan since secondary school. She was my art senior, <laughs> and she was drawing like storybook illustrations and stuff like that. Very cute things. What made you like suddenly change from illustration towards sculpting?
0: I think the content-wise and tonality-wise, I think I just mature as a person. But then in terms of like medium-wise, I think illustration has always been the medium that's sort of like spoke out to me because I like that sort of in between reality and fantasies sort of realm, and I think illustration has always reached out to me in a way that I felt that I was able to create those worlds but at the same time I felt very very limited but then once I started sculpting and it started to fuse into like real everyday objects then I realised oh this is exactly the medium that I want because I am working with real objects in the first place like how unreal can that be
1: Like you're making that fantasy like so close to exactly. reality. Yeah. So, the very
0: first work that I did was actually the like the baby heads in a pistachio shell. It was like completely accidental. It was Chinese New Year, then we had all these pistachio shells around, and I just like cut. and I thought it was funny. I put it online and I realized that somehow I found my language from, from just that small little accident. And I realized that okay, like this is what I need to do, I need to create my works but I need to find a way in which it fits into something familiar and, and the language just sort of, sort of like, broke out from there. La.
1: Was that your first like, viral work? It wasn't very
0: viral. La. I had very little traction like, at that point. But yeah. how do you
1: start getting viral? Because your social media following on Instagram is huge. So like, how did people discover
0: I think I was quite lucky because um, at the point when I was making a lot of works there were a lot of like these online accounts that were doing this curatorial where they plug in a lot of like different things from all around because they have a very good visual eye and they brought everything together and then they had these very successful accounts that have like close to one million following and they were like properly taking and crediting artists. My works were picked up by a lot of these accounts. Because of that, I managed to sort of like got an audience that liked my style. So it's not just about having your work on media because my work has been on like mainstream media. But I think when it's on mainstream media, I really get that 50-50 divide. There are people who are a bit like, uh, and then there are some people who are like, oh, that's cool. But it's still 50-50 and the kind of people that will actually be like okay, I'm going to follow your practice now is very little. Whereas for this kind of websites, they are already reaching out to an artistic audience. So most of them will be like, oh, that's really cool. Like immediately you just sort of like reached out to an audience that will already be appreciated I was just really lucky to, to That and that. the fake news articles are <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually it's quite weird because the fake news articles Do people like, discover your work because of the fake news articles yeah. Oh, right? Yeah yeah
0: So it's that publicity, Is still publicity yeah. that, that thing is really real because there are some people who are like I saw that conspiracy theory and then I came to Instagram and realised You're not actually a like the certain person that they paint you to be and your works are really cool so they stayed and became like followers because of that but I really had to wake up to 50 over comments of the puking emotion uh, emoticons. Oh, serious? yeah yeah yeah, sometimes it gets really bad
1: okay so for those people who really like your work what do you think is it about your work that they really identify with it? most of the people who appreciate my works um, they often kind of tell me that it's because I managed to find
0: that balance between um, what is traditionally kind of growth, but at the same time manage to make it palatable. It's not highly intellectual, you don't need to be super aware of what's going on in society to understand it, because it's just taking three things that you know and see in everyday life, and putting it in a humorous way.
1: Wait, did you just say you think your work is humorous? It's humorous
0: lah, <laughs> it's like quite <laughs> ha funny
1: ah. It's like it's popcorn, no, really- then it's teeth like, I yeah.
0: think it's popcorn, but then oh it's teeth, like quite funny.
1: If you think about it that way, like, <laughs> no I don't know, I just thought, okay I thought it was funny that you say it was funny. Okay speaking of funny right, I actually have this question that was sent in by a fan slash friend right, have you ever thought of when you have kids, how are you going to explain your work to them? What if they are like, mom, why you make such weird things? If that
0: really happens, I would just probably explain to them that the world is so rich because people think different. And it's so rich because everything exists on such a big spectrum and sometimes we cannot understand this full spectrum but it's important that we accept it and we tolerate it even if we cannot appreciate it. So yes, it might be strange to you but then it is not strange to me and you should accept the fact that I like to do it.
1: It's oh. a little bit like,
0: you know if the kid right is uh, happens to be stranger than me, I think I also have to find it in me to sort of accept it.
1: Actually everybody is, is strange to some extent. Like
0: this person can be really normal to me but very strange to you. It's so much about perspectives, right? That I feel um, it is more important that we learn to live with the diversity.
1: And not just a question maybe about that, yeah this specific artwork, but what if they ask some other question about something else that's weird in this mm. world, you still have to give them an answer. Okay, I'm going to ask one question. So recently, there was this survey on Straits Times, oh. like a few months ago, where they surveyed a thousand people about the most essential and non-essential jobs oh. in Singapore. Okay, it was in the COVID-19 context. Basically, artists were last on the list and we were the most non-essential To these people I think I do understand That we won't be The top few essential people What are your thoughts on that? To be honest I think this question I can answer
0: it With two different heads I'm an artist But at the same time I am also a design Slash like design researcher And I think When the news came out A lot of people around me Were very critical of how that data was represented, so "So, so there is this big question about of course if you give me that list in this current context, like that's how I'm going to rank it, right? Because it's not like they suddenly think the artist is the most useless, then they write artists down. That was not the case, they were given sort of like 20 different applications and they had to rank it and it was just the artist was the last one in terms of these 20. And even the term itself, artist, is so ill-defined. Like it was not even like properly defined. And I feel that it is not about the people. Like people started blaming, or they must have interviewed all the wrong people. They must have asked the questions wrongly. I don't think it was there. I think it was just data that were sort of like presented and interpreted in a way that was sort of like sweet to what the media wanted to create, the kind of like idea they wanted to create. And I think if, if people actually spend time to read the article properly, like, it really wasn't meant to shoot artists down.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which exactly, because my question when I saw it was actually, they didn't even need to show the bottom five on the list, because the aim of the survey was to find out the top five. Yeah. Would you say in Singapore, yeah. people aren't really educated to see art as something, you know, extremely important or anything? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your experience like in school? At least for my personal experience, right, I think
0: studying art, I knew it was a privilege. So growing up, I think ever since I decided to go through the journey of becoming like a professional artist or like a professional designer It was something that I knew that a lot of people didn't have access to and I was able to do it because I was lucky. And my parents sort of like they belong to the generation where they have to take jobs that sort of were practical and were able to bring in money so that their children have access to the education that they want. And I am that lucky generation that managed to access like a degree that I knew is not going to bring in like heaps of money, yeah. but it fulfills me in a way that's different. It fulfills me in a way that I'm able to pursue ideas and expressions that, that were important to me. By doing this, I'm not going to give back to society in a way that a doctor would or a lawyer would or contract, like a construction worker would and people need to accept that like no one's going to clap for you and like give you a lot of money because you're an artist like, like if you're, if you're going to take that choice then you need to realize that the fulfillment is to come from you they cannot be so hot about everything you already have the access to be an artist and have people listen to you When the whole article came out and people were very angry I was like, honestly this article is not really about you Your problems are not the cause As in the context of this article, I think that's important But then I still do think that uh, art and design is undervalued in Singapore. way There are ways to change it But the ways to change it is not by whining like a baby
1: You know you were saying that you feel fulfilled in a different way When you do art and stuff, right? Yeah. So what is something you think art has taught you about life? Anything else would not have taught you I think most of it is the fact that
0: there's so much potential in creating um, things that are new. I, I think it's very overwhelming now for like, artists of this generation and beyond because like, we have social media before you even become an artist of your own you are really surrounded by so many artists that have like done so much amazing things. And I think my journey as an artist, I really managed to find that amidst all these amazing things that are out there, you can still find a voice that is unique to yourself and you'll be able to find um, people that sort of listen to you. And I think that's sort of the beauty of it. That the world is noisy and the world is crazy and complex but then if you were to just offer a bit of yourself there will always be someone who is willing to hear it and I think that's kind of the like my journey as an artist because I really didn't expect I didn't like like wake up one night and say I want to be a sculptor so I sort of like gradually experimented with it. different mediums and stuff yeah well, right? so I didn't like tell myself okay yeah. I'm going to become like, a popular artist that's going to show my works in other countries yeah. it was a very gradual type of like discovery and really reacting to problems and things that I encountered in my own journey and slowly growing into who I am today. That is the kind of, the thing that art can offer you, that your voice can be that unique. You,
1: you were saying that, you know, it took you a, a bunch of like, experimentations and stuff like that to get to figuring out your style of work and even getting your art sold and everything. And I would say that's really the definition of being a very successful artist, right? But along the way, confirm, you know, you have seen failures in your life. And I think as creatives, we see so much failure before we even see like successes. And people just don't see it because when you show your work, you always show your best work. So maybe you can share some failures you've faced in this whole process of, you know, finding your art and how it has shaped you to be who you are or, you know, how it has actually maybe have been a catalyst to helping your success also.
0: Like this entire journey that I had, right? It wasn't like, like, with very big kind of failures, like there were just a lot of like small things that I have to like realise, whether it's a technical kind of, of learning, like, oh, actually I shouldn't bake it like this because I just burned up the whole microwave. Or like, it can also be like things that are a little bit more like conceptually, like, oh, um, I am constantly feeling very stuck. Um, in this realm of my work, so, Like it's almost like my style and everything is like set so clearly, that sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe, I am not mature enough yet, like, I shouldn't have created these boundaries for myself when ma- I've not reached that point of maturity yet So I think very often I always have these like, very existential questions of whether like I'm doing things right or wrong But I don't see them as failure because I always think that life is really just about making decisions mm-hmm. And there's no such thing as a bad decision, it's just that you make a decision and then you just have to react to it all the way it's not really a failure unless you don't learn from it. If it sucks and if it's terrible, people scold you. Then you just take it and then you just continue and 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 use it as a learning and you know move move on ahead. I don't know whether I, I just like shut out all, all these like bad things that happened to me, but then I like if you ask me failures, like, I really cannot really think of one thing that really changed my life. I, I won't say that it was always rosy, but I would just say that I didn't see them as like pitfalls.
1: Like that time when you lost your brother in art competition.
0: Oh yeah, it's not a failure. It's a glitch in the system. So basically, <laughs> so basically, uh, when I was quite young, like I guess in kindergarten, my mom used to send me and my older brother. Like he works in the banking and finance industry, so not very artistic person. She sent both of us to art class. They have this annual. Um, arts competition, like painting competition. At the Void Deck, right? At the Void Deck. So very, very old school, like just think of it as a, like very RZ type of thing. And both of us actually painted and he came out first and I came out second. So every time when people ask my brother, like when my friends or his friends ask him, so I guess your sister has the artistic genes of the family? And he will be like, no, actually I'm more talented than my sister, but it just happened that I am smart and I have other things that <laughs> I'm also better at. So I decided to, you know, become a banker and to my sister stay as an artist.
1: But yeah, I'm, I'm saying you see, say, even in a, in a situation like that, like do you ever feel like ah I'm not good enough?
0: No, it's a glitch in the system. Because he's two years older, why are we in the same competition? It's obviously unfair. <laughs> it's unfair. <laughs> So you see, there are no failures in my life because I'm optimistic. And yeah, yeah like, like,
1: but no, okay. I love that optimism. I would be so bummed out I'm like, my brother, yeah. give up, forget it. A
0: very good mentor of mine taught me at work that as an artist or a creative, it's very important that you strike that nice balance between humility and confidence. You need to be a humble narcissist. So you need to believe in yourself and believe in your voice that it is unique enough for the world but at the same time you need that humility to know that there are people better than you and there is always a learning in everything so once you're able to like balance both of that then you can become a true creative if not you'll just be like either too
1: yeah you'll be either end of it is terrible right yeah because you don't want to like oh i'm not good enough and then just forever like in that self-pity but you also don't want to be so like big-headed, yeah. then you're like, yeah, I'm the best in the world, Yeah, exactly. and you'll so never learn and grow. Yeah.
0: Having that tool is just extremely important to just continue doing stuff
1: that are new and different. Like. Oh, I love that. Okay, mm-hmm. last question for yeah. me. What advice you give to young person who's an aspiring artist? When I get questions like
0: that, I find it very difficult to answer just because every aspiring artist is so
1: different like everyone's journey is different lah. yeah and everyone's place and everyone's personality is
0: different that like i don't think that there is such thing as a generic advice mm.
1: um and if it's too generic
0: it, it it doesn't help them anyways
1: yeah it becomes just like one of those cliches Live <laughs> yeah. today like there's no tomorrow
0: yeah hard to answer your question but i guess like, i'll bring back to my previous point lah. like self-awareness is very important so when you are creative right know where you are and what are the things that are stopping you like if you find yourself too like defeated like you know how you would react if your brother won <laughs> first and you won second um, then you need to know what are these other traits that you need to counter yourself so that you are a more balanced individual then if you are too proud if you find yourself very hard like unreceptive to feedback then maybe humility is what you need to learn I think usually having awareness is extremely important for our creatures before you can create like just spend a lot of like time, whether it's months or years, just understanding yourself and what are the things that pains you, excites you, and just having that awareness first would really help you in just finding your voice before you can yeah, just become the, the, the artist that you are.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up, um, I'm going to be directing some questions actually to Madam Noor, who is our art teacher back when we were in secondary school. So, Tishan and I went to the same secondary school and we had the same art teacher. And she's here today and we're reunited after 15 years or something, yeah. We actually caught them um, meeting for the first time just now, so that was super (laughs) awesome. I don't know, how do you feel now knowing that, you know, someone you taught art to um, has become an artist? Sharing with
2: Tishan just now, I think it's very surreal. Because I read about this artist, Jimmy Shimmy. And her maybe up just I remember how it evoked certain emotions and reactions from me. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was only later that I found out okay. that hey, Jimmy Shemi is actually my ex art student, Chishan. <laughs> <and she shared." laughs> so I'm supposed to create this response, right, from the audience. If not, then you have to seek to understand what's the role that it's playing. So I'm super proud that um, Chishan is an accomplished artist today, and. You know, yes, there is a certain reaction that she gets. That may be very negative, okay. But I want you to remember that not everyone has to like your work. Uh, not everyone has to agree with your work, and you have to be very comfortable with it. Yeah, that's what you're doing, which is very good. Ah, what some wisdom?
1: Yes. All right, so we'll come to the end. Thank you so much, Tishan, for coming down today and for all of you for joining us today. So, you know, one of my favourite things about hanging out with a friend, right? It's always like when we have a good conversation, then at the end of the day, you know, you you feel inspired or you feel that you learned something new. And I hope that was the experience for you guys today. And I hope it's the same for everyone who's watching online. So, thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys on the next episode of Becoming Friends With. Bye!